With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Vancouver! Vancouver! It happened. Yes, it happened. Your team. Put the music up, okay? Put the music up. Your team just got a meaningful win. That's something. That's something right there. You're happy. I'm happy. Grady Sass is happy. Nick Bondi's happy. They're all on the show. Yes, they're all on Sipping on a 40. Let's talk about it. Hey, Elias Patterson. Elias Patterson. It's fair to say that there is nobody. There's nobody like him in Vancouver Canucks history. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Let's get on with the show. Meaningful win. You got one. Sipping on a 40. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the first, yes, first meaningful episode of Sippin' on a 40. I guess a meaningful episode I can enjoy because the boys... For the first time in a long time, got a meaningful dub, a play-in win, a playoff win. It is what it is. Kyle Bowen talking to you on the Nux Misconduct Network. Nick Bondi, host of Power the Towel, on the show too. And we also have Grady Sass coming up very shortly. Nick Bondi, how you how you feeling? When, when you walk up to your car, to, car today, or tonight, I'm sorry, you're going to be smiling at that car flag. Oh, man. the car flag. I, I'm just, when I'm, when I'm driving home after this, the car flag's going to be rustling in the beautiful... <laughs> nighttime wind of vancouver oh man knowing that we're tied up in this series and we're back in it firmly there's gonna be at least two more canucks playoff games yes and playoff slash playing games whatever the hell you want to call them and i'm pumped because because you get two more maybe that's and yeah i get two more but at, at the same time the canucks played a pretty good game tonight the score i think is a bit misleading because i think the vancouver canucks were fairly dominant or had a very good game from start to about 58, 59, whatever the whatever Fiala scored that 4-2 goal. I, I do believe that this team still has a lot to prove here. I, I don't think they've played close to their best game, but it, it was it was just really easy to be a lot better than they were last yeah. game. And it's, it, easy, it's easier to be better than four shots in the third period. Exactly. And, and you know... The bar is low at that point. You know, they did kind of fumble it at the end, but I, I'm, I'm saying this and I stand by it. That is what happens when you have to play Jay Beagle and Brandon Sutter a lot. Exactly. I, I'm sorry. Those are just two similar hockey players not doing a whole bunch, playing a lot of minutes. Yeah, and we get into this with uh, with Grady Sass when we have him on, but yeah, the, that that second power play unit, like oh, we, we man, talked about like, it at the time. Man. That second play, it's just, just a random hodgepodge of, of forwards that Travis Green puts together and they have zero chemistry. It's when, when you have that when you have that second power play unit out there, yeah. you're just waiting for the first power play unit to get back out there. Like oh, they, man, they, you're you trying. know you know they're not doing anything. Dude, I took a shit. Like, like yeah, when exactly. I, when you, I saw the what do you think miss? when I saw the PP switch up, I, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> what, I said it's exactly. all good. Like what do you, it's you're all not gonna good. miss anything. 
No, straight up, straight up. But again, it, it comes down to, you know, who this team has at their arsenal. And when they lose someone like a Tyler Toffoli and they load up a first unit, you are not expecting much in the second unit. And again, we, we get into this with Grady Sass. He mentions one player who was not in the lineup who would make a difference on that second unit, Adam Gaudet. Who knows if he gets in? Because in this game, we saw hmm. Michael Furlan go down. Get well soon. Yeah, get Roussel. well soon. Get well soon, Michael Furlan. Hey, Antoine Roussel gets a gets a Jake Vertanen slap shot that was tipped right to the dome. You get well soon too. It, it was it was mm. not a good day yeah. in the injury department. It was a really bad day because once again, when these guys start going down, Louis playing more, Sutter's playing more, and Beagle's playing more. And when you have all three of those guys in your lineup and these games actually matter, that is a scary thing. That being said, why not? If that is the case, why not? Play the fuck out of your top guys. And we saw a lot of them today, but I'm talking about even even more mm -hmm. of Pedersen Miller, who was great, Besser, Horvat. Just ride these dudes and get these guys to play a lot of minutes. And that's going to be, I think, the strategy going forward for Travis <laughs> Green is you have, to, you have to ride your top guns to victory. And you didn't even mention Tyler. Did you mention Tyler Foley? I did, but he's not in. And, you know, friend of the friend of the network, Matt Sakaris, reporting that Tyler Foley was seen in a walking boot. Ugh. And that could be a long-term thing. I, hey, I'm, I'm going to believe Matt Sakaris was reporting. He said, all he said was he was seen in a walking boot. No one knows, Who knows if he was trying walking boots on for yeah. someone in his family. Yeah, Who exactly. Knows? He's he got the maybe, best doctors. Maybe it was one of those fancy Gucci yeah, walking boots. No, that is, you know, it's a fashion thing. Yeah, who knows? We don't know. An off-white walking boot? We don't know. And that's because there's no independent media at this damn thing. <laughs> we don't really know a lot yeah. about what's going on. But I, I know a lot of people are hating on it. And, and I get it. The, the way the Twitter cycle works, especially in the hockey world, the fans want to know everything at that particular moment, even though it doesn't matter. But let's be honest, if you find out what the lineup is at 11 o'clock and 6.59, it doesn't make a fucking difference in how the game's going down. Yeah. But fans unless want you're to in, know. Unless you're in media and you need, you know, yeah. talking points to talk about yeah. for your four-hour radio show, well, you're not you're not too worried about it. You'll find when you... does Did it make any difference to us two if we found out the no, lines at 2 o'clock or 7.30? bro. I was chilling with the I wasn't. I'll, I'll worry about the lines when I see the lines. And I'll, maybe that's, hey, maybe that kind of attitude is why... We are where we are I know. In, in, the, in the Canucks podcast universe, but it's the truth. The only people who are super worried about these lines are the people who full-time cover this team and need stuff to talk about. I know, I know, I know. Because when you go on your show tomorrow, you're just speculating. And that's not nearly as fun as saying today. It's fun. It's fun, it's fun. but it's not nearly as incisive as saying today in practice, Tyler Toffoli was playing with so-and-so or was not playing, right? I know, I know. I, I guess in, in my life, in, in the way I, I do, you know, my life, I just don't need it. And I've never really needed no, it. No, people it, like it, us it, don't need it. It, it is what it is. Because, again, it's not going to make that much of a difference. And also, at the same time, people, there's hockey on all day. And there's basketball all day. There, there's uh, stuff to watch. Yeah. There's this stuff has been to watch. gambler's paradise to, the last few days. There's stuff to talk about. I am guarantee these fucking sports broadcasters who are living the dream, having the best jobs in the world can find out things to talk about during this time where again a lot is actually on television in the entertainment world look we'll get to Grady Sass right now and afterwards we'll have a brief conversation about Pedersen you know me and you will talk about Pedersen alone and then we'll also talk about Furland you know we ended ended the show off with Furland talking about the fight and whatnot and we don't know what happened with with Furland today he only played two minutes and, and he was never to be seen again we just want the best for him we'll, we'll get into it more 
after this conversation with Grady Sass. Hey, you're going to enjoy this. Thanks so much. Much love. You're listening. Yes, you're listening to Sippin' on a 40. Okay, okay. Back on Sippin' on a 40. Nick Bondi, Kyle Bowen talking to Grady Sass. What's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Good, boys. How are you guys doing? Very, very well. You know, great, great dub tonight. Great, great team. Yeah. Great team victory for the most part. Like, I think the easy, the easy lineup change i think most people were saying was put the lotto line back together after game one right they were such a good line throughout the regular season and they delivered tonight like they were they were amazing they were dominating the whole game the whole game they were just amazing absolutely especially on the power play too um you know and they almost gonna have to the after that horrific game one they had i mean they had had Mm -hmm. to provide five shots between the top two lines you almost just knew that they were going to bounce back and i'd say they did that and some tonight i mean you know even with with a guy like Pedersen, watching him getting bumps all night and started to throw it back like a pissed off pd you know horvat being the captain and all he wasn't going to lay an egg for the second game and besser looks good like he's moving out there he's confident with the puck he's got like a bit of an extra step and uh you know of course louis and pearson i mean Here's Louis Erickson kind of thrust into this last minute uh, lineup change, and he plays dividends on the first goal with that setting that little pick on Ryan Suter. I mean, t- how many seconds into the game, and, and he's already making a difference. So, yeah, it was a good team win tonight. Obviously, the top six stepped up. Um, I thought the penalty kill was ex- is pretty awesome until you know kind of the end there. And was there was there a power play at the end there? I, I don't even remember. I don't really think so. It just kind of uh, felt like one. Yeah, yeah they, they were in the they zone for three minutes. They were like boxing them out. Yeah, they, they pulled the goalie. That's right. Um, I thought they were really strong with their with their sticks and their boxing out and their kind of gap control tonight. Markstrom was seeing the puck really well. I don't think he was really that tested all that much, but. You know, at the end there, they kind of started to turn it on. And it's not like he was bad the first game, but sometimes, you know, he was always prone to that one soft kind of stinker goal. A lot of pucks you saw would go through him. That happened in game one. Again, he wasn't that bad, but tonight too, I just felt that he was going to he was gonna bounce back. And that's what the playoffs are about, right? It's about adjusting and coming out and putting that first game behind you or whatever and moving on to the next one. So we got a series. No, straight, straight up, straight up. We have a series here, 1-1 now. And just on Markstrom, I mean, I, I didn't really like the first goal a lot, but th- there, was, yeah. there was moments there in the second period where he was coming up, he used a rebound control as well and just big saves in general. And it is it is time for their star guys to kind of get the victories. Like, Markstrom's done a lot right. for this team all, all throughout the season. And right now in this moment, especially with multiple players going down, including Tyler Toffoli prior to the game, it, this, is, this is when... Petey, Miller, Besser, Horvat, it's going to be pretty much all on them. I mean, we saw this team, you know, let, right. let in two goals in the third period, late mm. in the third, blah, blah, blah. Yo, a lot of Jay Beagle and Brandon Sutter towards the end of the game. Oh, I know. And, I know, man. Oh, so redundant uh, having them both in the lineup. It drives me nuts. They are pretty much the same player. Sure, Sutter's got a bit of a better shot and is probably slightly more offensively inclined. But at the same time, Godet was probably the worst player in game one so i, I understand where greaves come from like let's let's still remember god x is pretty young and green trusts really trusts his veterans um so i kind of i can see the logic there but you're going back to just kind of like the overall team game like you look like a guy like Vertan and today all of a sudden bell goes down and we don't know what really happened to furling well in game three you know 
now all of a sudden you're at all these guys who are kind of on the outside and start looking in, they're going to be stepping up into your lineup. Now they're going to be a, a chance to even shine further. I thought, I thought Jake was good tonight. Um, that one play on uh, when Myers turned over the mm -hmm. puck and he angled him off using his speed, like I was hanging up Twitter on people. Not many players on the Canucks can get back at that hustle. And Hey, if they score there, that's a three, two game. And that could have, you know, as we saw at the end, that would have changed things. So it's funny, just little plays like that. Um, you know, he's utilizing his speed and that goes a long way with their teammates. Like coming back to the bench, guys are going to be stick tapping him and giving him a, a good job. So happy for him. Um, another guy, Stetcher tonight, I thought he was feisty in Fiala's face. Like he's stepping up. Uh, overall, it was just, yeah, a really strong, solid team effort. You still want to see that bottom six and, and uh, some of those guys, Mott and Beal and Sutter, maybe either get out of their lineup or start actually contributing other than when it's on the PK. I mean, a five <laughs> on five, they're just, it drives me nuts, man. But they're supposed to be, they're thought of like these defensively inclined, like solid uh, veterans who are supposed to, you're supposed to win within the postseason. And so far it's been a liability. Like the young guys are, and you're seeing this all around in the playoffs too. It's a young man's game. And more and more, I mean, like Montreal, their first game, their first two goals of the playoffs are scored by Cockney, Emmy and Suzuki. So just goes to show you that, you, you, you know, all the supposed veteran leadership, especially in this year, right? Where it's such a crazy wild tournament where so many teams could you know surprise people you never know who's going to step up and it's just who wants it and who's going to pounce the most so yeah and that jake vertanen play you you talked about that was shades of yeah. jeff tambellini in the 2011 <laughs> yeah, playoffs just oh, just skating man. all the way back no, no. i know no. i know i know no 2011 talk i know kyle hate no 2011, 2011 talk. talk on the program I, it's uh, my show nick i'm gonna mute you for, nick gets muted for 20 seconds here no, no, great point with Jeff. With Jeff Tam, see, Jeff Tam Tamalini would have never been on PP2, though. How about that? Can we talk about that PP2 for a sec? I've talk about it. guys like Sutter and Furland and Roussel out there. I'm, and I'm wondering. Oh, man. It's just such a, such as a random mix of players. These guys had. Dude. I know. And they they can't even gain the zone. They're turning the puck over. <sighs> you could tell, like, their plays off the boards and whatnot. Their cycling game was atrocious. Like, Minnesota's PK was fantastic, and they're especially at pressuring the line. Oh, man. They but don't I'm know what to thinking, do. Like, where did, did Green throw all these guys' names in a hat and just say, okay, this is my PP2 unit? That's we're what it seems like. But what else is he going to do? Yeah, there's not really the depth there. There's not really the depth there for You're right. But, yeah. but at least a guy like Louis Erickson, you can kind of trust him more. Like, Furland's still kind of getting back to game speed. I, I mean, I guess... You could almost say that too with Erickson, like he's been off. Oh, but they, he did, he did start to get time uh, near the end there. But man, oh, oh man, Louis, just, Louis doesn't want to be. It shows up. you like without without Adam Godet. Yes, he's, he's been a good staple on that second PP unit with Jake. Like they started to the second half of the season. They are actually. I looked at some of their metrics. I can't remember exactly, but they're they definitely stood out in terms of production. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Do you think they're gonna? Green's gonna go back to the same lineup as tonight. Oh, well, absolutely! Want to mess with what he ever? Yeah. yeah, he's a he That's seems like an old school coach of, like that. Well, he's gonna be forced to yeah. make some changes if Roussel's hurt. Which right? I, it's maybe maybe just yeah, a cut. Maybe point. just a cut. Who knows? And then you have Ferland going yeah, down. I, and if if he misses the entire game, which he did, Ferland. yeah, you don't know. And you don't know. And if again, if it's the whole game, I'm pretty sure that with the team winning without him, there there's room for mm -hmm. a McEwen now to come into the lineup. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited that. to see him. And sorry, can we just talk quickly about Tyler Myers? And I was talking about, I was talking to Kyle <laughs> oh. Bowen about this. Uh, it seems like Tyler Myers, he has one of the longest reaches 
in the NHL, one of the tallest players, but he always seems to be out of position for passes. Yo, ladies, size doesn't always matter. Yeah, they're always super in front of him, or he can't handle passes. Like, Tyler Myers tonight was just absolutely terrible. No, 100%. He always seems he's like a half step behind and chasing the play. And you think a guy with that long of a stick out there would know better with his gap control and reading the play. Like the goal that Kunin scored, right? When he just kind of didn't even see, like, I'm wondering, like, does your peripheral vision not pick him up? Or you just tunnel visioned (laughs) on the play as a defenseman, like, knowing that you are, yes, it's a power play, but you still got to be assertive enough. It just, ah. I like Myers. I don't like Myers, oh. but I don't mind the fact if you can if you can find him kind of like the fair. Damn, so. mm-hmm. this guy compared him to Dion Phaneuf. And I'll be honest, Grady, because I'm an honest person, honest podcast host of Sipping on a 40 Nux Misconduct Network. You actually cut out for most of that answer. And then we heard some hard-hitting analysis right towards the end of <laughs> yeah. that. And we got we got to cut that out. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. That is yeah. why we have hey. Grady on the show, though. Absolutely. Hard-hitting analysis. On the 15th it's biggest. It's poor Ontario internet connection. Oh, 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 yeah. There you go. Tr- I'll be back in Vancouver soon enough. Hey, there you go. Hey, it's going to be great <laughs> to have you back. Two more questions here on yeah. Sipping on a 40, the post-game show, playoff edition. Elias Pettersson, okay? He's obviously yeah. the, the strongest competitor on this team. I've been saying it all year. You know, for that brief window, that brief Twitter window when it was, when it was 10 minutes long where – there was a there was a chance that Horvat maybe wasn't the captain, and it was Pedersen. It was because <laughs> of this, you know, this competitive nature that Pedersen showed in yeah. his rookie season, and now we're seeing it in Game Two in the playoffs. Is it is it scaring you at all that he's doing a little bit too much physically? Because without Furlan, without Rus- like he's gonna have to do it. He's gonna have to stand up for himself. Yeah, no, it doesn't because I think that's only gonna add to his game and make him even a better player than he is. You're already seeing it defensively. He's a monster. He's coming back on the back checks, down in the corners, whether it's his cycling or protecting the puck. Like He's he's doing those reverse hits a lot. One guy, and it's a bit of a crazy comparison probably because he's still so young, but Peter Forsberg was very good at that. You know, a fellow Swede right there. He was very good at protecting the puck down low. And... You know, he was a guy that you didn't want to piss off and and get a, and you know may anger him to to the point where he's going to make you pay for it. I think you saw that with Ryan Hartman tonight. Yes, there at the end, we <laughs> gave him that shot, right? I mean, whether it's the death stairs or with the media, like this guy is serious and he's about business. He's a winner. I mean, I can I yeah. can see the case. You know, you could make the case for Pedersen being a future, at least an A. You know, I'm sure you could make it one day for a captain, depending on what happens with Bo, but down the line. But uh, yeah, he's a winner. He's driven, man. This is, again, this is... We, this is the elite talent the Canucks have needed since the days of the Sedins and, you know, Kessler's defensive acumen and whatnot, right? So, yeah, I think he's really going to become a complete two-way star. You know, I wouldn't even be surprised if he one day wins a selkie i think he can be that good Me too. you know you don't often see the offensive guys win a selkie per se it's usually the bergerons you know the riley types and mike richards and datsuks but um you know who knows the sky's the limit for his sky's kid. the limit uh, he's a special talent no 100 sky's the limit for Elias Pettersson. just think about what it does for that entire lineup when your best player who doesn't have to yeah. be the most physical player is being the most physical Shows player up mm-hmm. and- and dude. leads by example, right? Dude, hundred percent. That's what PD is. It's like Nick yeah. Bondi on Power of the Towel, just leading by example, leading the Nuggets <laughs> Network by example. Okay, one more question. Yes, one more question for Grady Sass. Yo, it's a very important question. You're okay? the 
quickly. You're the Quinn Hughes to, uh, to the yes. Pedersen. Okay. Right. There we Man, go, that's baby. so yeah. nice of this guy. Yo, this guy's yeah. the nicest dude in the world, bro. Come back to Vancouver. Our people need you, okay? <laughs> One last question. Get the music going in the back. Put it down a bit. Okay, Grady, how, how are you celebrating the first meaningful Canuck win in years? This is awesome. Well, so right before I came on with you guys, I'm, I'm at a buddy's house right now. And he had a 2-4 of Molson Canadian. Nice. Woo! And you know what? You started getting into it. And I'm where did I put my beer? He's got a big house. I'm like, oh, is it in the bathroom? Here's I'll just grab another one. So then I find my old one. So I've got two going on. And my buddy walks by as I'm about to go and... and and I accidentally like tried to move out of his way and I kicked one beer over, so I spilled it all over the carpet. So now, uh, now I'm drinking the rest of that. Oh! So yeah, double fisted. Oh! Nice. Yeah, put the music up! This guy's double fisting! Yo, after one win, Grady's ass is double fisting the first meaningful first, Canuck win in a long time, first, man. 1,930 days, as per Rob the Hockey Guy. Shout out, Rob. Friend the of the hockey. show. There you go. Friend of the show, there friend of the go. network. Hey, Grady, you're. You may be the best friend of the network. I think so. I think, I he, think, I think so. he's moving up the power rankings. Holy wow. moly. Hey, yeah. thanks so much. Thanks so much. You're on the East. It's late no for you. Problem, I know you said you're, you're a night uh, owl. But, hey, what we, time is it? 1.53. Oh, uh, man. We really do appreciate uh, I, this. Like I said, I'm a night owl. I'm up till 2.33 every, every night anyways. So okay. Right. Crush awesome. a few more Molsons for us. Hey, there you go. There you go. Great. <laughs> I will, fellas. All right. Thanks for having me on. No no problem. No problem. Hey, thank you. Much okay. love. Yeah, That's pretty sass. Sipping on a 40. We'll be right back. You're back on Sipping on a 40. Thank you so much, Grady Sass, for hopping on. That was fun, man. That was fun. Hey, the way he ended that episode, and I wish I asked a question off the top, mm -hmm. the last question. Sometimes things don't go your way, though. This guy wanted to wanted to talk hockey right away. I wasn't going to cut the man very, off. Very professional. He, he, he was, was straight in into it. it. He was straight into the game. Okay, the analytics, the, the way the game was going, the players involved. But man, the way he ended things off in that conversation, he is getting drunk tonight, bro. Oh, he's, he's having a good time. Yo, he's Canucks, getting so hammered. Canucks got the dub. Double fist and Molson's. Double fist and Molson's. Is that not the most Canadian? Uh, no, is that not the most after your Canadian hockey team won a game moment in life? You're double fisting a fucking, fucking oh, yeah. Molson Canadian on a Tuesday. You're feeling good about yourself. I you want to have it. a few more drinks? I'm going to have a few more drinks I when I get it. home. I love it. I love it. I don't man. know if I have any beer. I think I just have White Claw, but there you go. sort of the same thing. I'll hey, double fist. You, you know go. what? In honor of Grady Sass, double fist and Molson's. I will double fist White Claws tonight. When you get home at around 1130, you're yes. going to be doing that. That that That's that's what a meaningful win can do, I guess. This is this is new territory, okay? For people who don't know, I, I've been saying this for a long time. Post-2011, uh, the, the love with the Vancouver Canucks, it just felt weird. And that was kind of odd because the Canucks were such a big part of my life for about nine years. Even when they made the playoffs against Calgary, don't get me wrong, the game still mattered and, and I felt the nerves, but it was it was different. Maybe, maybe because there were still so many pieces from that 2011 team on that team. This is new. This is new. This new is core, different. new this team. This is a transition yeah. and we just saw them win their first meaningful game, due in large part. And I, I know he only had one assist. Elias Patterson, again, he sets the tone for this whole organi whole organization for for decade for a decade plus I, I i stand by that because when your best player and based on this only being a second year he's probably already the se second most talented canuck to ever play on this roster in my opinion it's pavel bure it's elias petterson individually they're just remarkable talents yeah. remarkable talents once in a generation type 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 player for for a franchise they got him he's the he's the hardest worker the most talented it sets the tone Pedersen, what did he do for you today he was he was awesome he was 
him and that lotto line really really stirred stirred this well what, what am i trying to say <laughs> they, they were just fucking ballers they were just fucking ballers <laughs> they were ballers they were ballers and look i think that hit on hartman late in the game showed that pd's not gonna take any shit he's not gonna he, you know what was from some fans one of the big criticisms of the Sedins, especially during the playoffs was they're too too timid. Say it, say it, timid. Timid. They, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't push back. Pedersen right? is not taking. And he's not. Lies. I think Pedersen's proved tonight. He's not going to be like that. He is not going to turn the other cheek and try and score in power play. If someone's taking cheap shots, trying to run at him, which Minnesota's done for two games now. Yeah. It's 100%. clear the strategy for Minnesota is. Rattle him. Rattle him. Be aggressive on him. Take away his time and space. And he's not having any of it. He no. balled out tonight. Not and you know who else? You know, and you know who the Canucks need to do that against, against Wild Kevin Fiala. Yeah, you've been saying it. You've been I've been saying say, it. I've been saying it since <laughs> I've been like on my soapbox yeah. for six days now that Kevin Fiala is the only Minnesota Wild forward that we as Canucks fans should be scared about. Who is this dude from he's Switzerland? This, he just he's a baller. He's what he's doing. Think about this: back in 2017, Fiala was a member of the Nashville Predators. He plays five games, gets two goals, I think, then gets injured. What do you think? Maybe Nashville wins a Stanley Cup if Ooh, Kevin Fiala is in the lineup. Like he was. Damn, you're you're gonna get a jersey. I, I feel as if you would get a Switzerland Kevin Fiala jersey. That that would be a cop. Great player, great talent. He's he's a great like. Hey, Paul Fenn, you've you've clowned Paul Fenn on your show a bunch. Hey, maybe his one good trade as a member of Man. the Minnesota Wild executive team is getting Kevin Fiala out of Nashville for Marcus Granlund. Okay, you know what? You said something that really stood out there, and. And we'll end the PD talk with this. Okay. Brad Marchand can punch Henrik and Daniel in the face and nothing will happen to him by those players he's punching in the face. If Marchand punches Pedersen in the face, whatever that means, whatever this means, I, I don't know what I'm, what I'm about to say. I don't know what it means, but Pedersen's punching him back. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's doing that. And there was even a play before uh, the, the punch to Hartman where Pedersen went into the corner on a power play against Suter and hit, hit him. Really tried to hit him hard. This guy is mean spirited. Uh, Grady said he reminds uh, he reminds him of Forsberg, which I've I've said too. I've said too, and I, I also said this: we don't get to watch a lot of him, but he is cheeky, dirty, cheeky, aggressive, and that's Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, he, he they're similar in the way that they're not going to take any shit. They they're don't not take shit. They're they're going to stand up for themselves, and I think that's a breath of fresh air for Canucks fans, who as much as we love the Sedins, hey, yeah. we all remember Brad Marchand. You know, sandbagging, not sandbagging, but speedbagging. Henrik, <laughs> Henrik and Daniels, Henrik Sedin, or Daniel Sedin, whichever one it What's was. What sandbagging? Sandbag. That's that's like a golf term. But I'm thinking like <laughs> speedbagging's like you know. Yeah, yeah, boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah, boom. I think I got some punches right here. I think I got some punches on this board. Do I? Do I? Let's oh see. yeah. <laughs> Patterson's not taking that. No, he's not. He's giving it back. This is Henrik. He gets punched. Nothing yeah. happens. That's 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 Patterson. That's Patterson. There you go. There you go. Sipping on a 40. About to end. But we gotta have to talk. We're gonna have to talk about Michael Furlan. Yeah. Before we do so. I know we had this conversation on the last episode. We we said we had respect for Furlan dropping the gloves and that everyone on that team probably, you know, looked up to him when he was doing that because of how much he was sacrificing for the Vancouver Canucks. For the Vancouver Canucks. Now that he plays only two minutes, and again, we don't know what the injury is. They've been mysterious with this dude the whole time. We find out every time what really happened. 
right before he returns, right before he's allowed to talk to the media again. I really hope it's not another concussion, but if it is, life, man. Life is, I don't know. It's the, the, Hockey is such a fast game, and if it's that fragile with how things can how things can change for you just like that, man, it's just hockey. Yeah, and like you, like you mentioned with Michael Furland, I think he did gain a lot of respect in that room. And hey, this is me just speculating. In this here. room, he gained a lot of respect. Too. Absolutely, like when we all know, everyone knows how much concussion history Michael Furland has, and I'm sure the players know a lot more than we do about how Michael Furland's battle oh, back and. Hey, well, I, I wish him the best. If uh, if it is concussion related, that's that's very unfortunate. And yeah, we I just I just hope he I hope he I hope it's not I hope it's not head, I hope, head, yeah, head related. I hope yeah. it isn't. I hope it isn't. But it, again, it's just it's just what I, I'm just connecting these invisible dots, these made believe dots, these make believe dots, and it it just looks like that. It's just so mysterious. What happened? We we you know you, when someone yeah, gets see, hurt. He, he was. You see, you see what happened, and this. Yeah. This seems odd, and it he seems didn't. Scary. He took like one shift, it, I think, in the second period, and then he left. He left. He left the bench and didn't come back. It seems scary. It really does. Such a fierce competitor. You know, everyone does know his concussion history, and now everyone really, really knows. They really, really know how much he loves not only his teammates but the the game of hockey. He loves it. He loves it more than anyone. It's. It's get well soon. It's get well soon. I That's hope we're right. wrong. I hope we just wasted four minutes there. Same, I, I hope same. we wasted four minutes there same. talking about nonsense because the dude, you know, pulled something, but he's good to go. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, straight up, straight up. Woo! That was sipping on a 40. My name Kyle Bowen. That's Nick Bondi. Get the Nux Misconduct Network. Four shows coming at you. One swipe, one tap to the network wherever you do your listening. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. That 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 easy, okay? Shout out to Grady Sass for hopping on. I hope you don't have a hangover. I won't. No, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Grady Sass, okay? Grady Sass is on top of the list now. It, it, it used to be Begsy, Bondi, and whomever. Now it's now it's Grady, Bondi, Begsy. Begsy's going to have to go number three. Yeah. You got Eddie Lack on our network. That's so pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Okay, go check out the interview. Power of the Towel, Eddie Lack, Nick Bondi. Have a conversation. You'll enjoy it. The Canucks, they don't play till Thursday. Early game. I know a lot of people mad, are mad. Yeah. It is what it is. A day drinking game. Who cares? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's 2020. Take what take what you can get without complaining too much. Okay? Okay. My name's Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace. Thank you.